0: is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian
1: Kaskavalsian.
0: Hello and welcome. This is Brian cascavalsian from G4 Marketing Group. And my guest, On this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, and I share some of the same philosophies about why a business exists. Life is too short to work long, stressful hours and not make enough money. Now, both Ellen and I are familiar with working too long, stressful hours, and not making enough money, and we both did something about it. Now, Ellen Rohr is oftentimes referred to as the plumber's wife, but she is actually a nationally known consultant to business owners just like you. And she helps with how to make more money in your business and how to get more from what you want out of your business. This is a great episode. Ellen has got a lot of energy. If you've ever seen her live, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Ellen's information is really timely really important, and listen to this episode because she's going to help you make more money. So let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and I have got a treat for you. With us today on this episode is Ellen Rohr. Ellen Rohr. Welcome, Ellen.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm great. So, Ellen, let's get right into it. Let's start with your story you have a great story.
1: I do, and I'm old, so the story just keeps getting more interesting. Tell us. (laughs) I married a plumber. I I refer to myself as the plumber's wife because that's how I found myself in this awesome industry, and I love, love, love me a dirty job, you know, from, you know, uh, meeting my husband and, and seeing what he does for a living, and, and ultimately working with him and all kinds of contractors, I, you know, I don't have any of these skills, Brian. But I have this deep appreciation for people who do. You know, I when I grew up, I thought when you flushed the toilet, it was a miracle. I didn't even think about it. My dad wasn't handy. We called people. And then once I learned how plumbers keep good water from bad water, electricians wrangle lightning and drive the internet. That's impressive, right? And HVAC contractors create weather. Septic system guys, these guys blow me away. They they move the water from, they move wine back to water. They actually deal with this water supply with chemotherapy and antidepressants and Viagra. They take that and make it good water again. And now I'm the president of a drain cleaning company and our guys and gals who go out and clear drains, I just love them so much for the essential, dangerous, awesome work that they do. So this is a really great opportunity for me to be here and um, to share what I've learned and what I don't have any technical skills to share. So let's get that out of the way. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know how to do any of this, yeah, so, but what I do know is how to make money doing this and yes. that's how we can help today.
0: Yeah. So you married a plumber, yep. you, had a, you had a plumbing company
1: we did. And, uh, you know, so what happened is, and this is, this is a, you know, I bring this up almost every time I do a podcast, my husband's partner and best friend since they were eight years old, literally worked himself into a, a, a health crisis and died at age 33. Oh. He, he worked a hundred hour week. He didn't feel well. Saturday he went to the hospital Sunday. He died. And my husband, his name is Hot Rod, which is another story. But, you know, if a guy's name is Hot Rod, you might as well marry him. So I did. And uh, so Hot Rod, the plumber, and I are just like looking at each other like, what just happened? And after, you know, after we regrouped, I said to Hot Rod, I said, well, let's let's do this. I'm going to quit my real job. I'm going to come work for you. I'll count the money. I have a college degree. I've had all this business experience. I'll do the inside stuff. You do the outside stuff. We'll get rich. Well, that didn't happen, but before we move on, I just wanna mention that if you're listening on this call and you're sacrificing your health or your family for this business, I'm gonna encourage you to stop doing that. That you work in another three hours today is not what's gonna turn your company around. Now, at the beginning, particularly, you gotta put in the miles and I get that, but if you've been doing this for a while, it's time to take a different tact. And hopefully today, you can get some inspiration for how to work less and work better and smarter when it comes to creating a business that can sustain a family relationships and and enough time for you to, to go to the gym and, and eat better food. Fair enough? Yes. Okay. All right. So then I, I go to work with uh, my husband, the, the plumber, and I do all the dumb mistakes. So like when I make fun of you, dear listener, I I've done every stupid thing and I, um, I did like, the dumbest thing I did is that instead of adding up my cost of doing business and coming up with a selling price that would float the boat, I did what a lot of people do is I called my competitors and asked them how much they charge. I even remember the first time Hot Run and I put a bid together for uh, a new house. And we spent hours and hours and hours on it. I put the bid together and I submitted it to the general contractor and he says, you must have done something wrong because your bid is three times what everybody else bid. And instead, this is such a pivotal moment in my life, instead of saying, no, this is the right price and we gotta figure something else out, I caved instantly. They must know something that I don't know. They obviously are making a living doing this, this, this stuff. We dropped our prices and we set ourselves on a course of poverty and, uh, and, and desperation the next few years and it was terrible and what turned things around is is a great mentor Uh, Brian I bet you can click off right now five to ten mentors that you've had in your life
0: absolutely
1: right and uh, me too I've just had these these angels appear at just the right time and um, at this point Hot Rod ends up reading a a plumbing and mechanical magazine I'm sure everyone subscribes. well some of you subscribe Um, And he he comes home with this magazine, and in is an article by this guy named Frank Blau. Did you ever have a chance to meet Frank, Brian?
0: I have not met Frank.
1: Oh, okay. I'm happy to pass along his legacy. He is a hard-boiled union contractor in Milwaukee, and I write this guy a letter. He's got a column talking about how much contractors should charge, and I write him a letter pretty much saying, yeah, I get it, but I can't do any of that. You don't know about my pain in the butt guys you don't know about my cheap customers that will never fly here and then I even put in the letter but the good news is I don't pay any taxes well the reason I didn't pay any taxes we don't make any money so I'm I'm tossing this out as a way to like validate how smart I am (laughs) it's embarrassing he even published a book called the business of contracting with my letter in it as an example of how stupid contractors are no kidding (laughs) that's great (laughs) so Uh, I, I write him this letter and he calls me up and he literally tells me where my head is. First thing, right out of the gate, just starts chewing me out. Why don't you shut this down, you think you're so smart, you and your college education, boom, 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 like just hits me on the head with a brick. I hang up on him and the next day I call him back and just, you know, tears, trembling voice say, I don't know what I'm doing, I need some help. So for me, I've gotten better But for me, I didn't make changes in my life until the pain of the condition was absolutely unbearable, and that's where we were. I tried everything, right, or I thought I did, except for actually charging more than it costs. And Frank's the one who taught me how to read and use financial reports. Uh, Back in the day, we had this uh, fax paper that was in rolls, and it was greasy and and light sensitive. And my, my fax machine, you're way too young for this, my fax machine would just spew out yards and yards, miles of his financial reports. And then he'd call me and it'd say, okay, start at the top, we're gonna to go through it. He used his financials to teach me how to read a balance sheet and a profit and loss. I mean, how good is that? That's so sick. this is where like, since that time, so what we did is we raised our prices. And back in the day, now I'm talking about like 1992, we went from $30 an hour we had a moment where we charged 112.50. We went from 30 to 112.50, which makes me laugh. Like 50 cents was really going to be the kicker, and then we went to 150. It, within a, a week of, of deciding we were going to raise our prices, now it took me. Keep in mind, it took me a couple of years after Frank hit me on the head. I didn't make the changes right away. Why? Because we're scared and dumb. I don't know. Until the situation got so bad, I just said, okay, I'm going to do it. So we pull the trigger, call the guys into the office. I show them my calculations and we go from $30 an hour to $112.50. $1, and then the next week we go to $150. At this point, I'm so sick and tired of doing this. I thought, I'm going to price myself out of the market. I'm going to do what Frank tells me to do and it's not going to work. And I'm going to go get a job. I'm over this. And all we did was make money. Like instantly, we yeah. made more money. Guys uh, made more money. We made more money. It was so great.
0: So let me stop. I'm going to stop you there for a minute because you hit on a bunch of really important stuff (laughs) that I want to just kind (laughs) of. Okay. Let's dig into it. And I just want to uh, just for the listener, um, there's a few things that um, Ellen said that I think are really, really important here. So number one was that she was not a technician which worked to hot rods advantage because hot rod was the technician. They were a partnership. She worked the office. He worked in the field. The recommendation here would be for you to get yourself out of the field as quickly as possible. This is also in my story. For those of you that know my story, that's exactly what I did. I, in fact, in my second business, which was a bathtub refinishing bit, which started as a bathtub refinishing business. I purposely, when I started that business, did not learn how to refinish a bathtub. I had absolutely no experience, hands on, of how to do it, which forced me to grow the business. And that's exactly what uh, Ellen just talked about. The second,
1: it's, it's been a huge, it's been a huge um, uh, bonus to me. Yeah. To, to not is about,
0: be able absolutely. to jump in and do that. Yeah, absolutely. The second thing that um, is important here is that Ellen looked at the numbers and said, okay, what is the right price for us? What is the right price? Not what the guy down the street, because what a lot of people don't know or, or, or don't understand is that that guy down the street Probably he doesn't know how to charge. He doesn't know how to price jobs. And so if you're calling him asking him he charges, and then you're basing your pricing on that, how the hell do you know that he knows what he's doing? And for so, Yeah, and so that's like a really, and we all do it. Yeah, I made all the same mistakes, Alan. By the way, I'm not.
1: <laughs> we'll I, better. We'll i got go better.
0: Here. I've made them all. You know, and maybe not all of them, but. Pretty damn close to all of them. The third thing in that, in that, that was really important was Ellen found a mentor. And one of the reasons why we have the wealthy contractor program is because if you don't have a mentor, maybe these podcasts can be that for you. Maybe you can look at what other people are doing. My big thing right now is why do it the hard way, Uh-huh. right? What, there's people like Ellen out there who have experience. There's people in your own market. There's people in other markets that have the same business that you do, whether you're the, in the plumbing business, HVAC, roofing, whatever. It doesn't matter. There are people that have been there and done that. You don't have to do this alone. There is help out there, and there's plenty of people that want to help you. Just like Frank helped mm-hmm. Ellen, and how Ellen now helps a whole bunch of other people. So
1: it, it's so I, important. It, it, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm loving this. Thank breathing. you for for underlining the, the the main things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I so so lately, um, I know you've been talking. You always talk a lot about. Profit, And that's been a big thing for me this year also, because these guys are working way too hard and not making enough money. Um, So let's talk a little bit um, about that, Ellen. Um.
1: This is the, the, the process that I encourage people to embrace is the process that I went through. It's not the only path to uh, financial freedom or to success, but it's what I know works, and so that's what I wanna share. So what I did and what I encourage my, my franchisees to do uh, when I was doing consulting, my clients to do, and now I do this in webinars and in recorded videos, and I try to make this information available. This is the basic process, that you've gotta get to a, a known financial position, a KFP. And KFP, known financial position, means that you can run a balance sheet, and profit and loss, and the standard is once a week. Not once a month, once a week. The standard's once a week. If you're not doing that yet, just know that this is where you should, That should's a weird word, this is where you could go to be a great financial manager. That's all you have to do. So get to a known financial position so you can run a balance sheet and a profit and loss on a weekly basis. And trust that the information is true and fix it if there are mistakes. And then use that financial information to make better, faster, more profitable decisions. You've got to know the score. So you're doing it, doing it, doing it. As Michael Gerber says, another great mentor and where are you going with it? Are you getting what you want out of it? So start with the score. If you're not dialed in with your financials, make this year end your best ever as far as cleaning up the books, getting them rock and right and closing the year. So now we have a balance sheet, the balance sheet's going to start over. It tells us, or the balance sheet doesn't start over. It's going to be our beginning balances for 2018 for the next year. And it's going to tell us what we have, what we owe and what we own. That's good information. And then when the new year starts, we've got a fresh slate for sales, expenses, profit, and you're going to fix it. Make, make this next year, this upcoming year, your best year. For cleaning up the books go through them line by line with whoever's helping you do the bookkeeping maybe it's your accountant maybe it's a your mom but get someone who's gonna do it and maybe it's just you what happened to me is i couldn't even afford to get bookkeeping help right out of the gate i had an accountant who did it like once a year and luckily i went to my accountant and i said i don't know how to do what i got to do these books are a mess i'm giving you garbage And she, oh, I love her so much. Her name was Brenda. She said, that's okay. Sit next to me, elbow to elbow. We'll go through it together. You can tell me what you think it should be. Let's fix it. And we did. And then I learned how to do the bookkeeping. I'm terrible at bookkeeping. I'm dyslexic and have no attention span. But I learned how to do it because I couldn't afford anybody else. So then as I realized where we were, I understood we had to raise our prices and dramatically. So here, here's, here's again, just like the, the gutsy move came from a place of pain. You can stay in business if you operate at a loss. If you do one thing, like, okay, let me, this will be a pop quiz for you, Brian. Are, are you up for it? Sure. Pop quiz. Okay. How do businesses stay in business when they're operating at a loss? Why don't they go out of business?
0: Float and death. Yes
1: debt. exactly I they're hoping that. that the checks in the mail and they can pass this around they're robbing Peter, Peter to pay Paul but the the, the the math is the math of accounting is is that if you operate for at a loss long enough you'll run out of cash and when you run out of cash you have to borrow money to pay your bills it just there's no other way that's what happens So as you get to a known financial position, you see a chronic loss, you're going to go to the balance sheet and under liabilities, you'll see debt, credit card debt, debt to the suppliers, (sighs) it's exhausting. And so the only way out, and this is very, very good news, the only way out of that situation is to get really profitable and take the profits in cash. Profits in cash fix everything, really fix everything everything. Now, they may not fix your marriage, but it could take some pressure off your marriage. Profits and cash, no bad thing comes from making more money and taking it in cash. And so your job now is if this is your financial position and you don't like it, make it better. And this is where the B word comes in. And the B word, Brian, is budgeting. And budgeting is not that big a deal, but people seem to hate it, like they hate going on a diet. But all budgeting is 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 establishing what you'd rather have. So you look at your, your profit and loss, and it stinks. We have this much in sales, this much in expenses, and a big negative number at the bottom. Well, what would you rather have? What do you want? And you make stuff up. You put, oh, we did 500000 last year. You say, we're going to do 750000 this year. We're going to do a million this year. Boom. Nobody comes and gets your dog or your kid if you don't hit your budget. It's just a goal. But what the budget does is it helps you establish a goal so that you and your team can play a game. And the second really cool thing it does is it gives you the the um opportunity to crunch numbers for your selling price. Okay, so if you did five hundred thousand last year and you want to do a million this year, hey, okay, my world is really easy. You could double your prices and you'd do a million this year with the same expenses, and the rest of that would drop to the bottom line. I mean, mathematically that's what happened. Now, luckily, Brian, you're on the phone because When someone raises their prices, unless they're worth more than the guy who charges less than they do, the customer doesn't know why they would spend money with them. And that's where, okay, you're going to become a better financial manager, and you're going to become a better marketer and a better salesperson, and it's why you listen to the podcast and go to the classes and read the books. None of this has to do with the technical skills. That isn't how you make money. Yes, somebody needs to know how to fix it. But the wealth, the wealthy contractor is created by embracing those other hats that you wear as a business owner. Is this landing with you? Do you love this?
0: I love it, yeah. This is – talking about this stuff for all year we've been talking about this stuff. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Ellen, is when it comes to profitability, I mean, one of the things that I've been saying um, all year is like 10% net. Net net after everything is paid, including yourself, reasonable salary for the jobs that you do, should be your absolute minimum. Yeah. Uh, what I
1: agree with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, what what should um what should a target be? Like when you're healthy, what's a good target net profit number?
1: Oh, I got a great story for you. I asked my mentor, Frank Blau, the exact same thing. And this is what he said. Now, this is guy is a numbers cruncher. He's running financials every week. He's closing the books, making sure they're and right. He combs over the information. So it's not like he's just winging it here, right? And I ask him the exact same question, and he says to me, well, this is what I do. I'm going to price for 35% net profit. You know why? Because McDonald's prices for 35% profit. The fill is full of grease and fat and salt and all that. Crappy food. If they can, if they can price for 35% profit, then by God, so can I. This is exactly what he says to me. So I said 35%. I said, well, but your financials only. This is me. Only show you making 22, 24%. Can you imagine in in a plumbing contracting service company? Yeah. And I said, so where's the other 10%? He said, I don't know. It's a mystery. (laughs) It's like. and so the 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 way I explain this is even God knows stuff happens. That's why there's so many seeds in a watermelon. You only need one seed yeah. in a watermelon yeah. to continue the watermelon family. But even God knows that those seeds are going to, who knows what's going to happen to them. So you got to plan for abundance and plan for foods. stuff happens. And so I would encourage you as you're going through this process and you're trying to get from 8% to 10%, Raise your prices 20%. Raise your prices 20%. And then figure out what you and your team need to do to be worth 20% more. And you know what I found? You show up clean, sober, on time, dressed right, and you use a checklist. And you can charge five times what other people charge. The bar isn't that high in any of the industries that we're we're visiting with today. Yeah. Not like you even have to take Starbucks off the map. You have to take Joe's Plumbing. And you got to be better than him.
0: And I'll tell you, that's so absolutely true. I mean, I talk about raising price, raising price. I've been beating it up all year. You have to earn the right, though. You can't just, you can't raise your prices and show up not sober. You can't Mm -hmm. raise your prices and show up not clean. But the people are so afraid that they're going to lose jobs. Um, I actually show them how they could do less jobs and make more money. Um, But that's that's a whole that's
1: delicious.
0: Yeah, that's a conversation. But um, you're absolutely right. And to everybody that's listening, we've got to wrap up here. But to everybody that's listening, first off, um, the focus for 2018 has got to be profitability, As you know, Ellen just pointed out, if you're losing money, how do you fund a losing business? You fund it through debt. So not only are you not making money, but you're digging yourself deeper into a hole. For what? Why? Right.
1: And here's another tip. I just, I know we're crunched for time. I don't mean to jump on you, but I thought, oh, what one last thing can I share? Make sure the financials are right. This is, you know, it's your job. It's your money. The accountant's not going to do it. Your books. You go line by line. go that's not right i mean assets it's what you have what do you have in the bank account is that right is it it right on the balance sheet if it's not fix it if you don't know how to fix it find somebody and this is this is why i would encourage you to go to ellenrohr.com e-l-l-e-n r-o-h-r.com go there sign up for my blog because there's a lot of resources for you i will support you through this process but you've got this is your job and you've got to know and once you know what if you started to share this information with your team as you learned it? Now, I love open book management. That means opening the book, showing them the score. If that makes you want to poop your pants, show a few people, show your key people the score because they will fix it for you. They'll come up with the ideas that you're not seeing because you're too buried or panicked to, to, to you know see it, but they'll fix it for you. And I've got story after story of people who have allowed their team members into the game and the team members have come up with elegant simple ways to make more money to get higher prices and to control expenses
0: yeah that's awesome and look yeah, and I recommend all of you also go and sign up and get on Ellen's list because she pumps out a bunch of really good stuff I think you've got free resources and tools and all kinds of stuff so it's let me spell it for you spell it out for you again dot com, R H R at the end dot com. Ellen, you're awesome. Got to have you back again because Yay. we only covered one out of 18 things that we could have covered <laughs> today. <laughs>
1: I know. That was fun. We were talking and we're like, we should turn on the, the recording. It's, right. There's all sorts of things that we totally relate about. And thank you so much for your service. You're yeah. doing a great job. Spreading the wealth. I mean, ultimately, especially in in turbulent economic times and, you know, questions about the tax bill, no matter what your politics are, if you were to embrace your economy and really understand your business, you can be successful no matter what is going on. And that is a great uh, legacy to pass on to your kids and the great people who work
0: with you. I love it. Thank you, Ellen.
1: Thank you so much, Brian. I've enjoyed this. I love you.
0: Thank you. All right, everybody. Until next time, this is Brian Cascavalsian from G4 Marketing Group. All right. So that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. The Wealthy Contractor Podcast is brought to you by G4 Marketing Group, where we help contractors of all kinds create customers, keep customers, and multiply their customers and profits. If you're interested in reaching new levels of success for your company, visit www.gfourmarketing.com. Or just call us at 305 856 8788 to schedule your free, no obligation, wealthy contractor strategy session. Now, during this strategy session, we're going to look at eight key performance factors in your business and we're going to help you uncover opportunities for growth, for leads, for sales, and for profit. And finally, We started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you wanna go. We wanna provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the Wealthy Contractor. Now, the Wealthy Contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing